welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everybody, welcome to an episode at the end of June for the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica, and I am joined by a very special guest today, my middle son, Austin. Say hi, Austin. Hello. We are so excited to come and share a little bit of our family story today. We moved in December, and we are going to talk about transitioning in this most recent move. And Austin has overcome a lot of challenges this year, and as we've talked about how far he's come, we thought there might be other kids struggling with going to school or going to a new school or making friends or having anxiety. And if that's the case for your kids, we want to share with you what has helped Austin to come so, so far this school year. I could not be more proud of him, and I'm really proud of him for wanting to share it and help other people too. Because that's really what our challenges are for, uh-huh. right, Austin? Helping yeah. other people? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Austin, will you tell everyone how old you are? I'm seven years old. And what grade did you just finish? I just finished first grade. And how many schools did you go to in first grade? Two. <laughs> Was that the plan? Uh, no. That wasn't really the plan when we started, right? So my husband accepted a new job, and we were planning on finishing all of first grade at his regular school, and then we ended up having to move earlier. And so right before Christmas break, we moved into our new house, and Austin started a new school in first grade. Yeah. Tell me about the first day of school for you. Do you remember the very first day? Were you excited to go to new school? How did you feel? I was like, I was like really excited, but also nervous mm-hmm. because like I'm gonna meet new people and like all my other friends, like Brody and Michael, mm-hmm. it's like really really nice to me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and I also knew I was like, I I, I am gonna make new friends but you really liked your old friends. Yeah. Tell me what you really liked about your old school. Like, the good teachers, it was just really fun. Mm-hmm. And you were just used to it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you started your new school year, it's like you already were familiar with some of the kids and mm-hmm. and just what was expected of that school. You knew where to go, things like that. Yeah. So when you started your brand new school, it was kind of overwhelming. Did the school feel pretty big? Yeah. Was it hard to like know where to go? Yeah, since like it was like it was like a really big school. I felt like really small. You felt really small in a really big school. Yeah. And you had like 24, 25 kids in your class, but when uh, you don't yeah. have those connections yet, it can still feel really lonely, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so after we came back from Christmas break and you went back to school, you started kind of having a hard time wanting to go to school. Can you tell me about that time for you? How did you feel when you'd wake up in the morning? Like, really nervous. Like, oh, no, I don't like this. Like, the first day I was like, no, no, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. Yeah. And I was just, like, crying every day I went to school. Right. So even, wake, like, from the second you woke up in the morning, you felt worried, huh? Yeah. That's not a good feeling, is it? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's kind of normal to feel that way when you're new? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we know it's normal. We know it's okay to feel Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. But we didn't want to feel that way forever. Yeah. No, that would be terrible, right? So Mm -hmm. it was sad because you'd cry before school and you wouldn't want to get dressed and you would say that you're sick. 
and it was hard to get you in the car and then mm-hmm. I'd have to drop you off and oftentimes yeah. you'd go crying. That's and really hard. There, once I went there, I was just like, well, it actually wasn't that bad after all. Okay, so that's a really good point, Austin. So the thoughts you were having before school was that you're lonely, you're worried, it's going to be terrible, you don't have any friends. But then once you got there, you did feel better for the most part. And then one of my my seatbelt partner, Addie, she, she like taught me like most like everything like that we do in this in the class. It was just really helpful. Yeah. So one kid made a big difference for you, uh-huh. right? So I felt really bad when I would send you off to school and you were crying. But I knew that's what you needed to do to just kind of yeah. make those friends. Because if you didn't go to school, would you have the opportunity to make friends? Mm-mm. No. Would you keep feeling terrible if you did just kept not going to school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had to get over that, and I knew that. Is there anything that I could have done when it was really, really the hardest for you that could have helped you to go to school with a little bit more happiness or comfort? Like if, like, like if Miss um, Dunder was sick or she's like doing something busy, you could like, um, like, beat our sub or like, you can like be um, a helper. Yeah, that would make me like really happy. Yeah, so having that familiar face. Yeah. So one thing that we did do was a few weeks into this when it was really hard, I volunteered in the classroom. Yeah. And, guys, that's been really hard for me because I have a three-year-old at home, and so it's not easy to just go in and volunteer. But I love volunteering in the classrooms. I know not everybody, that's their jam, but I really do enjoy it. So once I was able to get in there and Austin knew he could expect to see me at 9 a.m., and I would stay for an hour, and I could get to know his friends in his class, and I could – you know, give him that reassurance. That really helped that day that I visited on the 100th day of school, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then Mrs. Dinser, also your wonderful teacher, mm-hmm. suggested another great thing, the yeah. school counselor. Yeah. Did you know anything about the school counselor before you started uh-huh. going? When the first time I went there, I thought I was, like, in, like, in trouble. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, am I going to the principals? Is this what happens when you you go to the counselors? Yeah. You didn't know if you were in trouble or what was going to happen. Yeah. But what happened when you went to the school counselor? She was like helping me and like I was like really happy that I actually signed up for that. Yeah. And so what kinds of things did she talk to you about? Like like help like help helping you breathe and like like if I did good, she like made a project, like for the week. Mm-hmm. And if I did that project, I would get something. Well, did she encourage you to talk to other kids or invite kids yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. So you had projects like talking to other kids or asking somebody to sit with you or asking somebody to play with you. That was a really yeah. good idea. And what did the breathing do to help you? It made me like a lot more confident and like since I was like I she taught me the um breathing, I like she made me more confident to like talk to other kids. Yeah. And you're a pretty confident guy, wouldn't you say, in general? Yeah. But just with this new time, we had some challenges. Yeah. And it helped bring that confidence back in you. Wow, that's super awesome. Another thing I think made a huge difference, Austin, was when we made some memories with friends, and the big first memory you made with them was your birthday party. Mm -hmm. We invited the whole class 
and that might seem like a really hard thing for moms to, to do because <laughs> that's a lot of kids, but our favorite way to do a birthday party is at the park, huh? We can invite yeah. as many people as you want, and we just do simple Little Caesars pizza and some snack food from Costco and drinks, and we just set yeah. it out on the picnic tables, and everyone just plays. Yeah. And we invited everybody. And when I started getting those RSVPs that your friends who didn't even know us were coming, it like made me cry with happiness every single time, right? And how did you feel that day at your birthday party when all these kids who were just getting to know showed up for you? I just felt like really happy. Mm -hmm. Like I can like get to know them more well. Mm -hmm. And it was just like really, really fun. Yeah. And it's really important to make memories with with kids because I think that's what made your old friendships at your old school really special is that you had done things with them that you're like, oh, remember when we did this or when we went to this park play date or whatever, and you had those memories that kind of bonded you. When you don't have that with kids, even if you're surrounded by a lot of kids, it still feels lonely. But this was a good way for us to create that invitation for making memories, right? Mm-hmm. So you visited the school counselor for several months, like once a week. Yeah. She would do little projects with you. Uh-huh. She would give you stress balls. She would teach you, teach you things. And it just made you feel kind of special. And yeah. at the end of the school year, my sweet Austin won what award? Um, the General of the Year. The General of the Year Award. And that's basically like Student of the Year for his class. And this is coming from a kid that didn't want to get out of the car. A kid that wanted to go back to his old life. But he did not let his fears hold him back. He went and he made friends. And he didn't wait for kids to come up to him. He went out and was a friend to others. And how do you, by the end of the year, how did you feel about going to school? I was like really happy. Like I met all these friends. Like I want to go meet new friends. Yeah, and and at the end, by the end of the year, once you are more confident, we were really talking more about yeah who else needs a friend that you can be a friend to. It's not just about you anymore. It's about finding the kid that's alone at lunch, mm-hmm. or finding the person on the playground that might want to feel included. Because wouldn't don't you love that invitation when people include you? Yeah, and also um, there was this person who came from Italy. Yes, and. Her name's Nicole. She she was like really lonely. No one sits by her at lunch. So once um like at one at the one of the last days of school, mm-hmm. you you yeah we didn't eat because we already had like we already had like pizza in class. Mm-hmm. So there was one table. Since the other tables were all full, mm-hmm. um, I, me, Dylan, Maddox, and Mason. Went over there and go sit by Nicole and like talked about her and like, what's wrong? We can be your friends. You you don't have to be lonely anymore. And so you found her. Yeah. Just in the same way you were hoping and praying, and we were literally praying every day that we'd find the one kid because it only takes one friend to help make you feel more comfortable, huh? Yeah. Starts with one. And since like Nicole was like having like the exact same troubles as me, like. Like I, I wanted to be your friend to like tell her like what it like what it feels like. You understood. That's called compassion. When you understand how somebody else feels, that's called compassion. Mm-hmm. I see challenges are very hard to go yeah. through. 
Do you know that there's going to be a lot of challenges in life? Sometimes we go through hard things and we want that hard thing to be over. But in the end, we learn lessons. Yeah. Important lessons. And it Mm -hmm. changes who we are, right? What would you say to any kids that are listening that are having a hard time? Maybe they're nervous about going to school. Maybe they feel like they don't have friends. Maybe they're nervous about joining a new team. What would you tell a kid that feels the same way that you did? Like, once we're done with this practice, maybe um, mom will let us, like, my mom or your mom will, like, let us stay for a little bit so I can, like, talk to you about, like, what it's like about, like, joining a new team, mm-hmm. going to a different school. It's going to be really hard for you. But now you're on the lookout for those kids mm-hmm. to help support them, right? Aussie, I could not be more proud of you. Seeing how far you've come as a mom, and you'll understand someday when you're a dad. Yeah. Challenges that your kids go through really just break your heart. And you were crying on the way to school, and I was crying on the way home from school because <laughs> I knew it was so hard for you. But I could not be more proud of you and how far you've come and the compassion that you've developed for other kids. I truly believe that we're, we are where we're supposed to be all the time. And I believe mm-hmm. we're supposed to be here. And I believed that back then. And I'm so proud of you for sticking with it. Thanks. I love you. Love you too. I hope you enjoyed that talk with Austin. He It was really his idea to want to share. We were kind of decompressing at the end of the school year and talking about his experiences. And I said, do you know there's a lot of other kids that go through this? And he's like, yeah, I've heard of that. I, I know that. And like some of the kids he mentioned in his class. And he said, we should put this on your podcast, (laughs) which I love that he wants to help people just as much as I do. So I hope you found that helpful. And perhaps you can even listen with your kids as well if they're going through something like that. Or even if they're not, again, it goes hand in hand with knowing what other people are going through helps us to know how to meet them where they are. So even if somebody else's experience is different than our own, it's still important to understand what their normal looks like so that we can help. And we may not know how to help them if we don't really understand what they're going through. And so listening to this with your children, especially confident, capable children who can create that invitation for the new kid or the child on the playground who's not fitting in and coaching them and role-playing at home on how to be inclusive, that can go so, so far for a child who is struggling. And so no matter where your kids are at on that spectrum of confidence to inclusion to, you know, things like that, helping our kids to know early, to be aware of other people's feelings and to have compassion and to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. It's just an invaluable skill that if they start young, they will be incredible adults at it as well because they've had so much practice. And I wanted to pause real quick and thank our show sponsor, which is so appropriate today, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is really helping people to get the mental health support they need. I hear from women all the time, and myself included, that feel like cost and time and babysitting and maybe the resources in your area are preventing you from getting the mental health support you're truly in need of. But BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. 
It's amazing. It's a professional counseling done securely online with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network. And these are resources that may not be available in your area. The service is available to clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. I am such a fan of getting the help you need. And especially given this topic that we're covering today, the best way to support our kids is to make sure that we are emotionally, mentally healthy ourselves. Visit betterhelp.com EMP and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. For Extraordinary Moms podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash EMP. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. Okay, so during that time when Austin was struggling so, so much shortly after our move, it was gut-wrenching for me as a mom as I struggled to support him and his needs and not really knowing where to turn or what to do, but knowing that he had to press on and I knew it would get better, but it's so hard to help our kids to know that it will get better when it feels so awful at the time, you know? And we're adults and often we struggle with with believing it'll get better. But there's a couple things that we did during that time that we didn't already discuss with Austin that was really helpful. So the first thing was communicating with the teacher. That was hugely amazing because she was so supportive, really checked in on him, really gave him extra love on the mornings when he came in with bloodshot eyes because he was finishing crying. She was the one that actually suggested the school counselor. And I know not all school counselors are created equal or are equally um, accessible for kids, but it's not just for kids that have a certain type of you know disability intellectually or socially. It's for any kid that is struggling at school. And I think really getting help in that setting where he was struggling was the answer. I thought about getting outside help for him as well, but I wasn't sure that that connection would cross over given that this was really isolated to an at-school issue. Um, And so the school counselor was hugely helpful. In addition, I bought a couple of books that were also great. The first book was Duke's Journey of Courage, Learning Skills to Cope with Anxiety. And it's a friendly, appealing children's book to help address the idea of anxiety. And one thing that I really wanted Austin to know was these feelings of fear and worry and anxiety and loneliness, these feelings were not bad in and of itself. But the thoughts and the actions that those feelings produced is what created the negative outcomes for him. And so when we could say, you're experiencing anxiety, you are feeling panicky. You are, this is, this is a fear that you're having. Okay, what are we going to do? It didn't keep him stuck in it, but it really helped him to free up. This is normal. This is okay, but what else can I do? What can I do next? And it really helped free him up. And so I was very open with him about labels such as anxiety and things like that because there's no harm in the word itself. It's a matter of what we make it mean. And anxiety to me does not mean weakness. It does not mean a flaw. It means it is what it is. (laughs) And we all experience it from time to time in different levels. And when it's at a high, high level, I've experienced it myself. I can understand that for him. I wanted him to know what it was so that he could know how to deal with it. 
Another book I ordered was What to Do When You Worry Too Much, A Kid's Guide to Overcoming Anxiety. And it had some um, guides and prompts and things um, and activities for him to do. He really enjoyed that. And the other one was Coping Skills for Kids Workbook, Over 75 Coping Strategies to Help Kids Deal with Stress, Anxiety, and Anger. And those were all great resources I found on Amazon, and I'm going to link to them at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. And so maybe those could be helpful for you as well. The birthday party was hugely helpful. And if the birthday that your child has is not great timing for this, create a park play date. Create an opportunity for them to build memories and build camaraderie and to be a little bit important because you're the invitee, right? It doesn't take a lot of money or a lot of time. And people are just not creating invitations the way they used to anymore. Um, I think people are kind of just wrapped up in their own lives. But when you get an invitation to go to the park or you know, set up a neighborhood softball game and everybody's invited and come out and... I would love to have that invitation offered to me. And it doesn't come that often, but I'm not going to wait around waiting for somebody to invite me. I'm going to create the invitation I want to receive. And I'm doing that for myself and I'm doing it for my kids. The other thing that helped us a lot was structure. So in the mornings, he knew exactly what to expect. We would pick out what he was wearing the night before. We'd pick out his breakfast the night before. We would you know, put on the wall exactly what times things were happening so that nothing was unexpected. He knew what was going to be happening and he could kind of help too. So even in the thick of it, having that sense of control over the schedule was largely, largely helpful. Um, you know, maybe your child's waking up too close to when you need to scoot out the door and that additional pressure to get everything done in a short period of time is causing additional stress and anxiety. So maybe wake them up a little bit earlier to give them more time to kind of go at a leisurely pace um, versus rushing, rushing, hurry, hurry, get your shoes on, because that is extremely anxiety producing. So we would get in the car at least five minutes before I knew we needed to so that it wasn't a stressful morning environment. The last thing I want to say is that our kids are watching us for cues. They're watching how we feel about things. They're watching how we respond. Oftentimes, (laughs) when our child is in a state of anxiety and worry and escalation, we escalate with them and it's not helping. So if you feel out of control of helping your child, start with you. Start with parenting yourself and monitoring your own emotions. Emotion coach yourself first. You need to be a safe place for your kids to come that's stable and consistent and loving and understanding. If you can stay calm, if you can approach a new school with a positive attitude, if you can create invitations that seem welcoming instead of desperate, if you can model for your kids healthy communication, um, things like that, they will pick up on that and they will respond back. It may not be immediate for sure. So don't expect that. But when you can give it a little bit of time and you can address your own anxious thoughts because they will come. When your child is anxious, I guarantee you're anxious too. I guarantee it because it provokes you, right? So address your own anxious thoughts in a healthy way respond appropriately, and that modeling will trickle down to your children. If you're in a situation like this right now, I love you. I see you. I feel for you. 
and it won't last forever. If you want to reach out to me, I am happy to help support you and just give you that pep talk maybe that you need. Regardless of of what is provoking this anxiety in your kids and stirring this up, I would love to cheer you on in this. So feel free to DM me. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm very passionate about this topic because I want you to know that you're not alone in this and this is very normal. Austin is a happy happy boy with a tender heart and I thought this transition would be easiest on him because of how friendly and happy and outgoing he is and it turned out that that tender heart made it the hardest on him but it did not crush him he was general of the year at the end of the school year I can't even believe it when he got called I just was blown away And it just attests to the fact how much growth is possible and how strong our kids truly are. But we need to help love and support them through those challenging seasons. All right, that'll do it for me today. Next week, we are coming out with our military episode honoring a military family for the 4th of July week. I hope everyone has an awesome week. And we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.